The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shenanigans. Today, your host is the ghost of Sheena because I died this weekend. But um, we have a great guest, beautiful mama bear, entrepreneur, one who has wisdom beyond her years, my friend, the beautiful star of Beverly Hills housewife, Crystal Kung Minkoff. How are we doing? I'm good. Oh, it came out. Yay! We can talk. We've got a little bit of a voice. I have maybe an hour in me. Yeah. But we'll see. My, okay. my body is taking over at this point. Literally. This, this is all BravoCon. I know. it's We blame BravoCon fully. I The other night when I was talking to you backstage at the Showgirls and I heard your voice, I was like, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm like, are we still going to get the podcast done Tuesday? Yeah. And you said, stop talking from now on yeah. so we can do it. <laughs> Vocal rest Monday, and here we are. Yeah, so so this is much better. I mean, I had our Beverly Hills panel, mm-hmm. and I just my just voice quit on me. So yeah. I just put my mic down. I couldn't even talk anymore. Yeah, so I'm very happy with right now. This moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was your weekend? I want to know what was your rose and thorn of BravoCon. Okay, so I already have my rose, which is great. So last year, it was my first BravoCon in New York, and I only could go for the first day Mm -hmm. because I wanted to get home to my cousin's wedding, which I have no regrets. It was, like, great. So, But they packed my day in, and so it was, like, just a whirlwind, flying in, landing, you know, 13 hours of BravoCon, and then I left. And so I just didn't feel, like, connected to anyone. And I also, like, I don't watch many of the shows. In fact, I really don't watch any of the shows. So, Mm -hmm. like, I just felt like a weird in a weird place. Like I enjoyed it, but I didn't know anyone. And so this year I was really kind of committed to like getting to know people, hanging out. And I think the environment was much better for like us Mm -hmm. because like huge lobby, everyone's hanging out. And so for sure, for me, my rose was like getting to know people in a more intimate way rather than just sort of seeing them on social media and like, oh, I know that person's on this show or network, but like, I don't really know them. I would say my... Thorn was ugh, my voice. Yeah. <laughs> I felt very uncomfortable on my panel. I felt like I almost like embarrassed because my voice cracked so much. And then I kind of heard like laughing. My manager was there. She's like, oh, people thought it was like cute or whatever. But I'm like, at, in the moment, I was just like, okay, I'm just embarrassed. So I just put my mic down. Yeah. So that was my thorn. Gotcha. Yeah. I totally got that. Yep. My voice, I think it was the lack of sleep. Yeah. And just being out in loud environments and then you're yelling over music. And And it's dry. Yeah. So dry. My fingers cracked. Like my hands were so dry, no matter how much lotion I put on. Yeah. And I used to live in Vegas. So I I have a house in the desert. Yeah. But it's also like the screaming. 
that very much. And it's like at night, you're out late and like we're doing it for BravoCon. And so you, like also like I was really it's very important to me to be like super engaged with the fans because mm-hmm. like they come so far. They spend so much money. Yeah. So they want to talk and talk and talk. And then it just died two days later. Yeah. So, you know, I have to like pace myself next year. Totally. What did you think of it being in Vegas versus New York? Did you prefer it? I liked it personally. I think it yeah. was easier for us. I just, the hotel's better because last year it was that like everyone like crushed into this like little lobby and Mm -hmm. it was like fans were outside. It felt like fans could like kind of engage with us more, more space for everybody. With that being said, I feel like sometimes it was a little separated, which kind of like the energy last year, you Mm -hmm. know, everyone's in one giant room. Yeah. But I do think that that created more chaos. So I think this year was like much, much better. Yeah. From what I heard, everyone was really happy with it being in Vegas, like on the executive side. So I was like, so we're not going back to New York next year. And they're like, Vegas worked out really well. It just made more sense. Yeah. It houses people properly. And then they're not shuttling people over the city. Mm -hmm. Like you're really just going hotel to hotel. It was just so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. Yeah. And what I loved too was being able to have my family there because when we're in New York doing stuff like that, it's just too far to travel, especially with a toddler, yeah. the time change and all of that. So being able to bring her for a little bit to Vegas for day one, day three was so much fun. And she had a blast. I thought when, so when we had dinner, like the couple of days before, yeah. When you said you were going to bring Summer, I thought maybe I would bring the kids. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I decided. And Rob was like, you know, Rob was like, should I come? Like, he kind of wanted to come. Yeah. But I felt like overwhelmed because I'm like, it felt almost like my first BravoCon. Totally. So I was like, let me just check it out this time, like in Vegas in three days. And then halfway through, I was like, I really miss them. And I like, wish they came. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year I will bring them. Yeah. Because I think it's a better environment for them. To Absolutely. Come. And that's the thing where we stayed, you know, when we have like Mandalay Bay, depending on the time of year, but they have a lazy river there and it's like a fun pool for the kids. And there's just a lot of stuff to do. I also yeah. have family out there. So Summer got to see her cousins Hi. and yeah, they had a great time. Nice. So. We did a family trip. Yeah. So you know, it was, it. yeah, so much fun, but um, paying for it now. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. So there's so many things we do. We do panels. We do meet and greets. Um, did you have a booth at all? So I thought about having a booth this mm-hmm. year just for my coconut water company. Right. And then I was talking to actually Sutton's assistant who's like told me just how much effort it is. And I was down the line, the, the process of it. And then ultimately I was like, you know what? Like, I don't really need to do a booth. And it'd be fun to like do one just to connect with the vans. Yeah. But ultimately I was like, I wanted to like focus on the other things. I, you know, I had a big schedule. Mm-hmm. So I decided to forego that and I have no regrets. I yeah. went down there. I mean, people did beautiful booths. It was great. And I could have had my whole team in, but then they actually ended up having a different event to do anyway. So I didn't do one, but I forced like the security because they were like, you shouldn't go through there. It's kind of like crazy and wild yeah. with fans. I was like, no, I really wanted to see it because I'm a retailer and right. I was interested in it. But I thought they did a great job. I just yeah. didn't. I just didn't have it in me. And I once I saw it, I was like, thank God I didn't do it. Yeah, no, it, it looked was like a lot of work. A lot. So yeah. I told Brock, I was like, if you want to sell the vinyls, then this is all you. You are doing everything because right. it's just, it's so much. And there was so much on the back end that I'm now slowly finding out. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, like, there's it, a lot involved. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys sell? We did. Yeah. Oh, no, good. we did really well. And the fans loved it. I saw 
a bunch of rumors, though, that people were like, oh, is it true that you wouldn't take photos with anyone unless they bought a vinyl? Like, how could you make people pay for photos? And I'm like, hold up. Let's let's just clear that up. I made one comment back and I was like, we'll talk about it on the podcast. But I'm like, no, first of all, what I did, I was taking photos with everyone everywhere. You know, we do the fan photo ops where people just line up, they get their photos. It's a very quick meet and greet. When I spent my time in the booth, I obviously was prioritizing people who bought vinyls and wanted them signed and I was taking photos with them. And then anytime I had left over before I had to get to the next panel or whatever, I would stop. I would take photos. But also when we're walking through the bazaar, we're being ushered with security to get from point A to point B as quick as possible. They don't let me stop. Right. And I will never say no to a photo. And anyone who has ever met me knows that I say yes to everything. So it's like, I'm having my team and security literally pulling me away. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Photo, yeah. photo. So I think that's <laughs> actually, that was a big difference this year, mm-hmm. which was another rose was last year. I did my own meet and greet mm-hmm. and the line was like, great. I mean, it was thousands. I don't know. Like it was nuts. I was actually surprised people yeah. waited in the line. And then I heard people waiting like an hour. And the line was huge. And I had a 30-minute thing. So then literally there was maybe three or four more people. And they're like, okay, time's up. And then they moved mm-hmm. me away. And I said, you can't leave those people no. there. Like, that sucks. And, and it's a reflection on me. Right. Because I wanted to stay. And they're like, well, you have the next event. And so I said, like, it's really important that you guys cut things off. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day with the bazaar, fans don't know that yeah. you want to stay. No. It, literally out of our control yeah and like if we could sit and literally have a conversation with every single person that wants to we Mm -hmm. would but like it's just it doesn't function in that way and I wish it did but I just I totally understand why people like if they get upset that they didn't get that vote like you're also there supporting the people who support you. You, mm-hmm. you got to prioritize at some point. Yeah. And that's what's really hard about this experience. Yeah. And that was one of the things for me where I ended up, I had kind of a full on like anxiety, not panic attack, but after it was so overwhelming how many people were there to see me, mm-hmm. buy my album, get a photo. And I was just like overwhelmed with joy that I was like, after I saw people were still waiting to ask for photos and I was like, <gasps> okay. And I was like, we, they walked me out and I just like stopped. I walked into a corner and my sister came over. She's like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just, <sighs> and I was like, had to like oh. do breathing exercises. Cause I was like, I would have stayed there all day. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that I couldn't and then people are like, wait, wait, what about? And I was like, it's I know because you can't also yell and explain to I every know. single person your intention. Yeah. But hopefully this clears it up. Yeah. Because we all do. I mean, we're all so like, you know, I will yeah. say, though, I do feel like being there. There's some there's there's a range of. People. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a range of people who are willing to give more. Yeah. And there's a, the other side. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I don't I don't vibe with those people who are not uh, willing yep. to give back. I don't understand it. I don't like I don't know, get off your high horse. Mm-hmm. Like who do you think you are? At some mm-hmm. point, like you were you could have been on that end. Mm-hmm. And like we're all just the same people. And so when I saw that, I was like, I clocked in, I'm like, okay, those are not my people. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I don't like those people. No. And that's what I love about you. And I feel like we clicked right away when we met because we are that same type where we do want to give back and interact with the people who let us do what we love to do. Yeah. And uh, you also never forget, no. you know, where we like I, people are like, oh, my God. And I was like, I'm like literally like, 
three years ago on this date. You didn't know who I was. I yeah. was just normal. And like, I was like, don't, you know, and they are so sweet. And, but I want to give people perspective that yeah. like, we're all just like, not to say like, oh, we're just regular people. But like, I also, I will never, I will never become on this side of the line. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, I'm always going to remember that I'm on this side of the line. And Absolutely. so when I saw people like that during BravoCon, I was like, I really, I was like, no, I don't respect those people. I don't no, like I know. And there's some people. There's a lot of them, too. And here's the, we're not going to be naming names no, on no. the podcast, <laughs> but I know there are people on both of our casts who are that way. Yeah. And I witnessed one person being so extremely rude that I was just like, I went up to the person and I apologized on their behalf because I was like, I don't want this to be a reflection of all of us. Yeah. I am so sorry. None of this is your fault. Right. It was just like, right. I I was blown away. Yeah. And then other people were supporting that behavior. And I was just like, what is happening right well, now? They're doing the best they can. I think the people that support their behavior likely work for them. <laughs> because they get a or paycheck. Or are related. Yes. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so when we turn off the mics, we're just going to the list of people. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's people, even on my cast, I was like very surprised. Yeah. And kind of not, but disappointed. Again, it's like I can't control people, but yeah. I also, like, I see people differently now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who do you think you are? I know. So rude. That's people like, were so rude this weekend. Literally. And that's one of the best and worst parts about events like this is you get to know people on other shows. You get to know people on your show in a different way at times. Yeah. But you can see how some people are maybe edited a certain way, how other people, I was like, oh my God, like I've actually never even seen your show, but now we're friends. And that's the best part about BravoCon for me is just getting to not only meet the fans and give back, but then getting to meet the other people in this world who you maybe don't watch their show, but you just get to meet them for them. Totally, totally. I was, I met some amazing people this weekend. So that's the best part. That's the good balance Mm -hmm. of dealing with the assholes that we see. Because that was a bummer. And I just felt like, God, these poor people, you know, Mm -hmm. they come so far. They spend so much money and like, just be nice. Yeah. It's free to be nice. Well, speaking of your cast, I've got a a fun (laughs) little game. I want to do a game of Real Housewives Superlatives. Okay. So I'm going to give you a category and then you say who on your cast and you can also pick yourself. Okay. You think best matches. Okay. All right. Most enviable wardrobe. I'm going to say Erica. Uh-huh. Most punctual. I was gonna immediately thought about Lisa right now. She's no longer on it, but she's very, very punctual. I want to ask about that. Yeah. Too. Um, I'm going to say Garcelle. Okay. Or me. Most likely to be running late from glam. Durate. <laughs> <laughs> Mo- yeah. Most improved from beginning of this past season to the end. Most improved for me, Garcelle. Best hostess. Kyle or Sutton. Okay. Yeah. Peacemaker. Um, me. Best compliment giver. Me. Love that. Most likely to not knock before entering. <laughs> um, Sutton. <laughs> Got some questions about that, too. <laughs> Biggest prankster. Uh, Sutton. Most likely to talk your ear off. 
to read. <laughs> Most accident prone. Sutton. <laughs> MVP of season 13. Kyle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had a good chat with Kyle backstage. I talked to her about getting into some future shenanigans with me as well. She's like, I don't do a lot of podcasts, but if it's someone I know, she's like, I absolutely would. Yeah. They have been talking to Mauricio's team for a while since like Scandival back in March. His team had reached out to come on the show. And at the time I was like, I, I, I can't, right? It's just too much. Like the content, people are only wanting to talk about this and I'm just going to keep it with like my friend group for a bit. Right. Then he's on Dancing with the Stars and... We had exchanged information and go been going back and forth with his schedule and whatnot. But I was like, since it didn't happen yet, and now there's just more things coming out in the press. I'm like, Kyle's been my girl for a long time. And I need to talk to her first and just be like, hi, do you want to come on instead? Also, right. like, That's I nice. wanted to hear your side, you know, first, because now there's just there's so many rumors out there. So sure. um, look, there's always two sides. of the story. Exactly. And, totally. and each side is likely to be honest to their own. Side, yeah. And know? I feel like there is still obviously so much love, you know, sure. in their relationship. I mean, they have four girls together and it's so much. Yeah. So. I mean, my thing is like, look, yes, we are doing the show and and we sign up to expose all our lives mm -hmm. when it comes to that situation you know and you and I talked about this at dinner I was like we're married we have kids and like I support families mm -hmm. you know do I support like am I someone that forced like don't break up no like that's your life I don't really care right but if they are fully done which sounds like they are at this point like they should celebrate we should celebrate 27 years of marriage yeah and four kids like to say that like their whole marriage is shit is like i know crazy i mean it's hard work to be in a marriage yeah hard, i've been with rob for over 20 years like it's not perfect every day no and it's not perfect each day every day you know it's like so to kind of trash them like that i just that's like not my thing i know you know and kyle and i've had bad like we've had stuff in the past mm -hmm. years but like that's one thing that i'm really like not about like yeah. charging marriages like you don't know what goes on no of course words. there's so much and literally no one knows they're the only ones who know yeah and at the end of the day they're a couple and just two individuals who I personally have supported over the past 13 years they've yeah. always been nothing but kind to me I've been to their home like I am friends with Farah, Kyle's daughter. Yeah. I remember when I first met her, everyone thought we were just like twins. They're like, oh my God. And I was like, wow, similar. we do. I'm like, now I have like the lighter hair and whatnot. But when we met, when we were like 25, 26, yeah. I mean, we did. We looked like sisters. So yeah. I've just had, you know, just such a soft spot and so much love for that family for so many yeah. years. That's so. great. They're, all her kids are fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I got to know the younger ones at Dancing with the Stars this year, just from the episodes that I went to. And yeah, so... Hopefully some future shenanigans there, but we're going to take a quick little break and then I have so much more to talk to you about. It's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. And let me tell you, top golf, you don't have to be good at golf. If you don't golf, it doesn't matter because golf, it can be kind of hard. But here's the thing. No one is not good at top golf. Everyone can play, even if you've never swung a club before. And I have something fun for you guys because on Tuesdays, you get the gameplay for half as much. This place has all of the things that make them golf. The clubs, the balls, the tees, the turf, you know, that ball picker upper cart thing that drives around. They've also got 
so many good food items. I'm telling you, the food and drinks are top notch. I've seen live bands before. They've got loud music, giant targets, and a giant fairway, giant TVs, and it is so much fun. Girls night, boys night, bring the fam, put all of these things under one roof, and you've got yourself a good time. So consider this your formal invitation to grab the fam, a few friends, or some coworkers, and come play around. And let me tell you, this is all of the fun of outside, but with the comforts of inside. So they have climate-controlled bays with fans for use during those blistering hot late summer days. So you can do this all year round. It is so much fun. And I have to give a little disclosure. We're all about play, but even we have some rules. Half Price Tuesday applies to gameplay only, isn't offered at every venue, and can't be doubled up with other offers or discounts. I mean, it is already half price after all. Full details can be found at topgolf.com slash goodisgold. Visit topgolf.com slash goodisgold to book a bay and come play around. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly struggling with my mental health and wondering if other people were too. That's why I created RealPod. Hi, I'm Victoria Garrick-Brown and every Wednesday I host the types of conversations that most of us only have in therapy. RealPod brings you the heart-to-heart moments we all need to be having and will leave you feeling comforted no matter where you're at in life. So leave the filters at the door because it's time to get real. Tune into RealPod wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I have a couple more BravoCon questions and then I want to get into some more family stuff, background, and then a few questions about the season. I know it's early on, but okay. back to BravoCon. Not on the negative side, but on the positive side. <laughs> who were you most surprised to me? Maybe had never seen their show or really knew who they were and you're like, wow, I really like you. The last night, I ended up spending a lot of time with Candace, mm-hmm. and I loved her. Okay. And I always, I don't watch the show, but yeah. obviously her clips get pushed to me right. a lot. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, man, I would never want to go up against this girl. But man, she is lovely. I yeah. had a great time with her, exchanged info, and we texted yesterday, and just, she's fabulous. And Heather Debro and I have, like, mutuals. Mm-hmm. But, like, this week, and we really realized, like, we kind of run the same circle. But so, like, we're all going gonna to get together with our husband soon. Okay. I would love to invite myself to join y'all on that <laughs> because we were talking about the same thing. Oh, I love that. I love Heather. I've loved Terry. I've known them for a long time as okay. well. I would and love for you to be there. I was just talking about, how, like, Brock and I were saying, we had so much fun. We're like, we got to do another with Crystal and Rob. I'm like, we also got to do it with Heather and Terry. That's perfect. We ran into uh, Terry with his son at Catch Steak a few months ago, and I'm like, we, they're out here now. I'm yeah. like, we all got to get together. I love so, it. Well, we had the best dinner with you guys. Yeah. I was, mean, I didn't want to leave. No, I know. But you had a flight to catch. <laughs> yes. But We could have talked for three more hours. Seriously. Yeah, so and fun. that's the thing. Just I have so much respect for you. Just Thank you. as someone on the show who is younger, I mean, it's like we're pretty much the same age, you know, but now... Obviously, there's Kyle and Mauricio. I know there have been rumors about Dorit and PK. And I feel like now you are on the show. You know, you've got your husband, you've got your kids. What is that dynamic like for you when it seems like not all, but so many of the women are kind of in their single era? It's funny because a lot of my girlfriends are older Mm -hmm. and just by nature, you know, like Rob's older. So I have a lot of these. And a lot of my friends are now single. So they're going through their second sort of phase in life of 
staying single, looking for someone. So I'm not not used to being around single women. Mm -hmm. And I'm not not used to seeing people's marriages break up. That being said, for me, you know, I don't know what my future is. But when I started the show and prior to the show, I was very intentional about how I would approach the show Mm -hmm. to protect my marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think what helps is that Rob is in the business. So we kind of had a little bit more of an understanding of how things work and how the audience affects us and the internal struggle. So like I just I'm very mindful of how we work together mm-hmm. on the show and what we're willing to like open up about. Like obviously, you, you know, Rob, like he's just he's kind of like perfect. Yeah. As, as a human. But like also the show can make you not look that way. Mm-hmm. And like, so that was really important to me to make sure that he just comes in enough where like people get a glimpse of him, but like that the, I don't want me, people to make weird judgments about him because he's yeah. great. And then that could affect us. Yeah. So watching the girls go through this, I mean, look, Kyle's been on for 13 years married. So clearly to me has nothing to do with the show. Right. And Dorit, I think this is her eighth year. Yeah. She's been on it for a while. Yeah, but they've already said that they're working on it. Mm-hmm. I think that they were just, but again, like Sometimes I hate Rob. <laughs> like, you know, like you can love him. You don't always have to like yes, him. Yes, exactly. And like that's marriage. You yeah. know, that's any relationship. Yeah. So I think that there's just a bump. And then of course, if one person picks up that they someone said something, it's like, oh, they're getting divorced. They're breaking up. Right. Like it's absurd, but like, but by the way, if it's true, I'm not privy to it, but like that's their life. Yeah. But for me, like, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of fun, like having single girls or I mean, I like it because like they talk about apps and all the like their dating life. I'm like, tell me about like I'm always sitting there like, yeah, I mean, Rob and I met before an app even existed. Right. (laughs) We're like dinosaurs. Yeah. So, but yeah, like there's also like kind of now feel interesting pressure because I have seen online like Crystal's like the only married one now. I'm like, Mm -hmm. whatever. I'm like, whoa, like. It, am I going to now take that on is like, you know, because I remember Kyle, I heard yeah. Kyle saying she was so upset because other people rely on her to be married. Yes. And it's like, we just have to be ourselves. Right. You know, we cannot like fall into that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't represent everybody. No, just totally. myself. And but luckily I'm like, I'm OK. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, you also are representing, you know, an entire community that has not always been represented on, never on Housewives, but just Bravo in general. You know, you're one of the only AAPI on Bravo. And how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like there's an added pressure for that, you know, just to represent your community in a certain way? I know when you came on the show, that was a huge storyline for you. Yeah. So when I was asked to do it, I was very nervous. I was like, I told Rob, like, how am I going to represent all API, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's less than 1% Mm -hmm. of API in the media. Mm -hmm. And even though I was, have always been so proud to be Chinese, like I loving, I genuinely loving Chinese, but I was very nervous. And he's like, again, like, he's like, you cannot represent everybody. You Mm -hmm. have to be yourself. And there's gonna be parts of you that Asian people will connect with. There's parts of you that moms will connect with. You know, it's like business owners, like everything, you know? And then as the years have gone on being on the show and being more public, it's now I'm like turned into someone who's like loud and proud. Like I actually now wear it with the badge of honor. Mm-hmm. I want to represent everybody as best as I can. I want my API sisters and brothers to be proud of me. And I want to show the world that we're not just a monolith, that we're, we have our own individual stories. We're very independent, that not all of us are taught, like not taught, but that we can speak out 
that we're not quiet. And, you know, it's funny because the show makes me look so quiet. Mm-hmm. Which is tough for Well, me. you see a little bit in the teaser. <laughs> you're like, everyone wants me to yell. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. And like culturally, like we don't. Right. We don't just jump in there all the time. Mm-hmm. But I have an opinion and I have strong opinions. But we are taught culturally to share them in a respectful way. Yeah. And if the girls think I'm just quiet, then so be it. I've worked so hard at trying to get them to understand me. And this year I was just like, F it. Like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. And yeah. suddenly I feel like now they're listening to me. It's very odd. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my life lesson, right? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. That was interesting. Well, I love to see it. And it is so nice to just see that representation on the show. I think you have been such a great addition just as a wife, a mother, and everything you bring to the show. From the first season you came on, I was like, I want to be friends with her. And then we met <laughs> at an event. So I'm like, I just feel like, you know, also, it's you never know when someone is edited a certain way or whatever. It's like, you only get to see glimpses of our lives. Yeah. So if you see, you know, the first season, even if some people aren't relating or whatever, but I was like, ooh, there's something about this chick. I like her. <laughs> I want to meet her. We are going to be friends. And, and we are. We did. We hit it off right yeah. away. Finally, we got the husbands together. And it was and perfect. It was so perfect. I just have to say, too, this was the cutest thing that I'm so mad I missed with my own eyes. Brock told me when we were taking photos, there was so much paparazzi when we walked out. Yeah. People, I guess they thought I was Kyle at first when I was out there. because I had some friends who were oddly leaving the hotel across the street. And they're like, wait, that's Crystal. They're like, is she with Kyle? They're like, wait, I think that's Sheena. They and thought so, you were Kyle? I guess. That's I don't so know Because my that. hair was in like the updo and right, it just right. wasn't really like a typical you. Sheena look. Yeah. And so then one of our producers actually came over and said hi. But so then when I was talking to her and then we're taking photos, Brock was standing with Rob and he said he was watching him live draw like Timon and Pumbaa and signing stuff for the paparazzi. I'm like, wait, that's so cool. So that's what's so interesting. Like, you know, since I've been on the show, the first photo when we come out of summer, there's paparazzi. It Mm -hmm. goes to me. Mm -hmm. Right. But then it's like they got it. And they're like, okay, move over, Crystal. And I realized that they're actually just taking a photo waiting for Rob to pee. <laughs> like, they don't want me. I'm like, And it's always been like that for 20 years, and yeah. I love it. Um, and so once the paparazzi knows that Rob's somewhere, they go f- somehow. They have, like, all their, like, markers and Lion King posters. Yeah. And, like, you, I just see the line of people with it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Rob, you're ready to draw. So they all, like, I've met a lot of them. And I'm like, you guys, like, maybe one or two because— Rob takes, he's not going to just do some like bullshit thing. So he takes a lot of time and effort to make these drawings. But yeah, that's always like a thing. And I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. I love it. So you guys have been together, you said now a little over 20 years. Yeah. For those who maybe missed your backstory, I know, and we talked about this too when we were at dinner, but how did y'all meet? I know there was a comment your brother made when you guys were at dinner and he's like, wow, like I'm the age that he was when he met you. And yes. how would you feel if he dated someone 20 years younger? So that's so funny because <laughs> Jeff and I were like laugh. Like when I, so I met Rob when I was 20 and Jeff was 21 or two. And I remember we thought it was like, God, Rob was like, felt so like old to me. Right. He's going to kill me to say that. <laughs> but I'm 20 and he's like 40, you know, right. but my parents uh, were 23 years apart. So it wasn't, like, that off to me. Like, you know, and I just, my dad was, had me in his 50s. So, Mm -hmm. like, I just had older people around me all the time. But Rob was, it felt older to me because he was so successful. Like, 
I met him, he was directing Haunted Mansion for Disney. Mm -hmm. And it was like at his studios and like he had this huge office and it was just, there's cubicles everywhere of animators. It was like he was the boss, right? So I met him that way. So it was more of just like, now you know Rob. It's like, there's something about him. He's like, wow, you know? So I was kind of in awe with, and, but we just struck a friendship. And so I met him at this birthday. He was throwing a birthday party for a friend at his offices. So I went and I met him there one and a half years ago. And then we were like, he's just like, I don't date younger girls. Like it was not his thing. And I'm like, great. Cause I'm like in college and I'm, I want to go to medical school. That was my sort of plan. Yeah. And we would like go out and then he would kind of break up with me after every <laughs> time. Like, I can't be with you. I'm like, I'm 40. I want to like find a wife. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. Like more power to you. And then I would leave. And like the next week we like text, like what's going on? Then we have dinner and like break up again. And this went on for like two years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like very (laughs) intense, but we just couldn't like, you know, get rid of each other. And then it was a finally, it was like, it was fine. We just had to be together. So that's sort of what happened. Uh, But my brother, it's so funny because I'm like, Jeff, you're now older. Mm -hmm. Now he's all freaked out. Yeah. (laughs) As he should be. (laughs) And Rob loves it. It's like, it took 20 years to be like, "Uh uh-huh. Right. (laughs) I love that. Well, I love to see your family on the show too. Thank you. How are the kids doing? They're good. They were so happy I came back home yesterday. They're used to me, tra- like Rob and I, we travel at least two to three weeks a year together mm-hmm. alone without the kids. That's right. like our thing. Yeah. We love to just vacation together alone, but they're not used to me traveling as much now because of the show. Mm-hmm. It's only been a couple of years. So yeah. um, big hugs. It was like Zoe hasn't like left my side until this morning, Aww. but they're good. And they are like anyone that comes up to me, they're like, oh, they watched that show called The Housewives. Like they don't even know what it is. They've yeah. never seen it before. Um, but sometimes it's hard for them when we film, like if it's late, like sometimes I want to do dinner scenes and then like they're already like done with school. They're a little tired. Mm-hmm. And so that's hard on them, but they're troopers. Yeah. Yeah. How is it for your brother? I know you referred to him as the Justin Bieber of China and yeah. he's a pop star over there. How is it for him now seeing you, you know, as this celebrity here? Yeah. So he was my first champion of yeah. doing the show. I was very freaked out by it when I got asked to do it. And he's like, what are you scared of? Like, and I was like, I don't know. I'm just like a people pleaser. I don't want people to not like me. And he's like, every day people trash me. Every day mm-hmm. that he's like, it doesn't matter. Like he was very supportive and Rob too. You yeah. Know? He's like, every day someone's not going to like something I made or they're going to hate this movie or whatever. He's like, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So he loves it. He's so supportive. And, you know, I really abused him this year by like having him on. <laughs> He'd be like in China and I'm like, they need one more scene. He's like, I have to fly back to L.A. like tomorrow. I'm From like, China. Yeah, like on his dime. I'm like, yeah, yeah just get over here. Uh-huh. But I do want to clarify people. I'm like, he was the Justin. I mean, he's 41 now. His career was very big. Hey, in his everyone's 20s. making a comeback. NSYNC's back no. together. Backstreet. New Kids on the Block. Look, he might come <laughs> out with an album. You know, he hasn't had an album yeah. since like. COVID. Okay. So it's been a couple of years, not that yeah, long ago. But that crazy. Jeff and I own Real Coco together. Yeah. And he's very active in it. It's like a, it's his career now. Yeah. Tell but, me more about that. How did yeah. that all start? So, but the boy was like, so Jeff was in China. So Jeff went to Michigan okay. and then studied abroad in China, never came home. I studied abroad too. I came back to LA. He just stayed in China the rest of his adult life. Mm-hmm. And he did it because long story, but he ended up getting this random record deal in China, kind of via through my mom's friend that he had met. Yeah. This is too much backstory. So 
So he won MTV Best New Asia Artist of the Year. And then his career just took off like in his 20s. And then towards the end of his 20s, my best friend that I went to high school with called him and said, hey, I have this new this idea of coconut water plant based stuff is coming up. So Jeff was like, well, I can't be a pop star forever, you know, and then they started the company. And then I came in once they decided to move it to the U.S. Okay. Two years later. So we've owned Real Coco for about 12, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. And we're across all Costco and all Smart and Final nationwide. And it's like amazing. It's been an incredible company that I don't really talk about much on the show. And sometimes I want to, and then sometimes I'm like, maybe be protective of it. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's sort of that's my kind of day job outside of Housewives. Yeah. So it's a line of organic coconut water, milks, creamers. We're doing oils now. And yeah, it's been it's been awesome. It's like such a fun job. We have 40 farms in Vietnam and wow. Thailand. Yeah, four manufacturing plants. I think people don't really know that. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and that just reveals itself on its own. I don't like it's not like a brand that like here, buy this thing on the show. Like mm-hmm. it's not, you know, I mean, of course I want you to buy a bottle of it, but we're really kind of big box stores. Yeah. So it's been really fun to just do this with my best friend and my brother. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And uh, that's, yeah, that's my business. I love that. And get to work with family. Yeah. Another thing, speaking of family, the husband, I have to ask you, when we were on the Showgirls panel, we had these fun facts that were popped up about a bunch of us. I was so nervous for which one they were going to pop up about me. And then thankfully, they just didn't use any. I was like, oh, thank God. If I have to get on the stage and do. No, right. Oh, no, oh. but the funny ones were people who were like, they didn't know they said it. Yeah. I was like, what's wrong? I know. Some of these women are just out the door. They're really unfocused people. Yes. And I was thinking like, that's why you're a housewife. Right. Because you're a loopy. Yeah. I mean, every BravoCon, that's pretty much the only interaction I've ever had with Sonia. Yeah. And uh, I mean, she's twerking on stage. Her, I was she's like, nuts. I, yeah. But I, so I fun. So fun. So fun. But your fun fact that was revealed <laughs> is that you are... The owner of Lucille Ball's Rolls Royce. Okay, so we it's, we don't no, we, okay we don't longer have it. Okay, but we did. Damn, so, I was gonna be like, when are we going for a I ride? I know, which I felt bad because Andy <laughs> was like, I really want to see this car. So yeah. it was like fifteen years ago. It was a long time ago, and like one of my questions was like, what's the most extravagant gift that you received? Right, and I didn't. I was like, you can't like purses and whatever. It's like so mm-hmm. you know un- uninteresting. And I was like, it just literally popped in my head that. Rob was like, you should get this. So I have been and always will be the biggest Lucille Ball fan. Like yeah. just, I've seen every episode maybe 10 to 20 times. Amazing. Like literally a lot. Yeah. And I've read every biography, everything. And so years ago, we were in Mexico. Rob had just finished a film. And so when he's done, he goes straight to like a resort to sleep for like a week. Rob will literally sleep 24 hours like for a whole week. It's wow, crazy. Yeah, because you're on a movie for like a year. Right. So... That year, that, that that week happened to be an auction, and it was with Lucille's most recent husband. So, like, after Desi. Okay. Passed. And he had passed, and so this was all the memorabilia that he had of her, his wife. And so he's, so Rob's like, 
we got to get in there. I'm like, obviously, I need stuff. So there was a huge catalog of stuff. And I was mentioning like salt and pepper shakers. It was all these like little things of yeah. like, let's just have mm-hmm. like maybe of her stuff. And then up popped was <laughs> Rolls Royce. Okay, so which is crazy because we're like not, I'm not like a big spender, but um, it was like a 1989. It was white with like tan interior, but it was very, very inexpensive, like shockingly inexpensive much less than a car that you would buy, even if it was not Lucio Balls. Mm-hmm. Like, it was mint condition, whatever. And he's like, let's just, you want it? I was like, oh, my God, this is such a weird thing to go for. And you might not get it anyway. Right. And at the time, the Wi-Fi was really slow. So, it would, like, you would try to bid, and then it would, like, spin. Yeah. And, like, we didn't know. So, we started with the salt and pepper shaker and the cups and the lose, 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 lose. And, of course, not all of people are just going to buy a car. So, right. it was like... Bing. <laughs> like, shit. So then that's what happened. But, it, you know, it only lasted a few years. And then we actually have a collector who loves stuff. So then he's okay. gone. Yeah. But, but that's still so cool. I grew up watching that show as well. So when I heard that fun fact, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it's a really random moment. Of, like, it's very, But he is a huge auction crazy person. Yeah. And a lot of times, and I know you're listening, Rob, is that comes to the door, deliveries, giant wooden boxes, and he shuffles them to the, his, he has a studio at the house, mm-hmm. a separate building. And I'm like, what's in there? Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And I see the auction, like the auction name on the box. And I'm yeah. so pissed. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell are you buying today? Uh, but he's like, he's a collector, he says. Okay. I say he's a hoarder. Okay. I called him a hoarder actually oh, on the way yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I can see how he wants to rebrand that to collector. Yes, he's now a collector <laughs> of Jimmy Junk. Uh-huh. But that one was a solid one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So cool. Such a fun fact. Uh, okay, we're going to take one more little break and then we'll be right back. Hey there, Shenanigans listeners. It's the holiday season. So I want to talk to you about Etsy. If you're like me, you're on a mission to find handcrafted affordable gifts made by independent sellers. So whether you're searching for custom home pieces like cutting boards, linens, throw pillows for your favorite holiday hosts, or maybe more personalized items like purses, necklaces, seasonal jackets, or something like that for your most stylish friends and family. Let me tell you, Etsy has it. I have gotten so many personalized things for summer for her nursery, whether it was the mobile that still to this day hangs above her crib, the puzzles that have her name and you can add the different little animals or whatever you want. They have so many cute things, something for everyone. If you need something for the home chef in your life, like serveware or cookware, let me tell you, Etsy has it. Or if you need style pieces like rings, clutches for that trend setting special someone, again, Etsy has it for all budgets and any gifting mission. New to Etsy? Use code HOLIDAY10 for 10% off your first purchase. That's code HOLIDAY10. Maximum discount value of $50 expires December 31st, 2023. See terms at etsy.com slash terms. For handcrafted and affordable gifts for everyone on your list, Etsy has it. Shop etsy.com. Okay, so let me tell you, I love high-end luxury goods as much as the next person, but my wallet isn't on the same page, and sometimes I can be a bit frugal. That was until I found Quince. Quince has become my go-to place for luxury essentials at prices within reach. 
Holidays are coming up, and you know what? We don't want to break the bank, but we do want to shop for those who we love. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Or if you are like Little Miss Summer Moon, the second you go out of them, you know exactly who you need to pass them down to because some of these cashmere sweaters that I got her, it's 100% Mongolian. They have them for like $50 and under washable silk tops. They have so many soft, amazing fabrics that I can't get over. I did a full shop for summer. We got a bunch of things for winter for her cute little matching sets, sweaters. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait for the weather to start cooling down so I can put her in all of these. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So if you want to get affordable luxury with Quince, go to quince.com slash honey for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash honey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash honey. So before we get into housewives questions, I want to talk to you a little more about just your background growing up. I know that you do work with Alzheimer's and I just wanted to give you a chance to talk a little more about that and just have people get to know a side of you that isn't necessarily always shown on the show. Thank you. So my dad suffered from Alzheimer's for about nine years, which is I think the average Mm -hmm. of an Alzheimer's patient. I just remember him, the sign starting was right after I got married, so like 2008 and it got progressively worse. And in the beginning we were kind of I was like desperate. I was like freaking out. And I did a lot of research. I put him in all these different test programs. I just wanted to be the first to like, and I knew there was nothing to fix it. Mm -hmm. I just, if I just did everything I could, it would fix. And unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And then I really discovered Alzheimer's Association because it's very helpful for caretakers. Caretakers are the ones who suffer the most Mm -hmm. and actually really suffer health-wise And my mom really suffered a lot, but luckily she's good now. But I really took that on. I spent probably five days a week with my dad for about seven years to give my mom a break. So I'd pick him up on the way to preschool, drop off, and he would spend the day with me. And then I would drop him off at like five o'clock. So since then, I've been more active because at the time I was like kind of too in it Mm -hmm. to like volunteer. I was just like needing them. Right. And now I'm in the side as an ambassador um, in fact, I'm actually co-chairing an, an event this week with them just to sort of speak out about new research, preventative health, and supporting caretakers. Because as our population ages, it's inevitable that mm-hmm. not only are people going to live longer with Alzheimer's, but caretake- there's going to be more of a need for caretakers, which mm-hmm. pe- takes people out of the workforce. Right. So it's really going to change the economy. So it's actually a big global problem here. So I just would like to be a voice for people who could possibly start early Mm -hmm. in their prevention. Yeah. Not only take care of themselves, but their family and friends around them. Because it is the most painful experience watching your loved one suffer through this. But what's interesting about it is that they don't know they're suffering through it. Right. We all suffer through it. So it's just a mind, you know, messes with your mind. Right. Of like, okay, well, at least dad doesn't, is not suffering in that way. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's a very odd experience. So yeah, so that's really like my platform now. Yeah. Well, I love that you use your voice. You use it for 
so many good reasons. Thanks. And there's just so many reasons to look up to you. And I can't wait to watch the rest of this season. Cause I just feel like as <laughs> well, that the makes audience, one of us, <laughs> but no, literally I feel like for, I mean, at least for me, but I know there's definitely other people with me. I just, I know you now personally, but from watching the show, I think the audience just falls more in love with you each season and you get to know you a little more, a little more about, you know, your background and your marriage. And I just, yeah, you, I, commend you for doing all of this and I look up to you and Thank I you. just think you're incredible. Thank so because at the end of the day when this is all over the yeah. show you know I mean for you I don't know if it'll ever end like you've been on for so long <laughs> it's like it's crazy you're gonna be in TV the rest you know yeah. but for me I, I, I don't see myself forever. Mm -hmm. I go back to my real life you know and what is my real life you know it's about API representation even mm -hmm. if it's in a smaller platform it's about helping and advocating and educating people suffering mm -hmm. with Alzheimer's family members and like you know like I have to this is still going on none mm -hmm. of this stops when like you have this like in the Bravo world right mm -hmm. it's like and that's all fun and crazy and wild and intense but like normal life continues totally. and I've worked very hard to make sure that doesn't stop and sometimes there's moments there's a speed bump in my life that I have to like I have to take a you know step back but mm -hmm. like this is my actual life, and yeah. I I don't want to lose that. I think the, we were talking about earlier about some of the assholes at BravoCon. They've lost it, and no, I don't like literally, that. yeah, they've lost their reality. Yeah, you've um, also lost some cast members on your show. Yeah. What was it like filming a season without Rena? Totally different for me. Yeah, I'm gonna be just really honest. It was very different, and I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know Rena's impact on me until. She was not there. Mm -hmm. That being said, I mean, I think Rin has been obviously an incredible housewife. I mean, well, I used to watch it. So yeah. it was, she was like iconic to me, you know. But being on this show, it's like, I think it helped me forge other relationships different way and see other relationships maybe not so strong. Mm -hmm. But that's, I think, by nature of any friend dynamic. Mm -hmm. So, or coworker, whatever it is, right. you know, it's like someone leaves. If something shifts, someone comes, it shifts. I do think that Erica really did miss Rena. I could feel that. I yeah. could feel her energy. Like, she didn't have her person. Mm -hmm. But again, for her, then that changes how she's going to sort of experience other people. Mm -hmm. And interesting, it's like, I just saw Diana posted something today. She also left last year that, like, Andy said in one of his things over BravoCon that he wants her back. Mm. And, like, and so she posted that. And I've known Diana a long time. So, like, yeah. I think, how would that have been if Rena wasn't there, like, it was, you know, people don't know I'm friends with Diana and how how could I have maybe made that relationship better with Garcelle and Sutton? Like all those things, like you don't know because it was what it was. Totally. So, but yeah, of course, it's very, very different without Rena. Yeah. I mean, the dynamics completely change when there is a cast member added, yeah. taken away for whatever reason, yeah. because it's just like... They may still be your friend in life, but when they're not there in yeah. all of these scenes you're doing, yeah. I mean, it's completely different. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Like, I know you kind of came on the show as Kathy Hilton's friend, right? Yeah. That's kind of how you got introduced to this group. How did the two of you meet? So, it's funny, Kathy was texting me last night. I've known Kathy 18 years at this point now. So, Rob's producing partner, mm -hmm. they did Stuart Little together, that series. Okay. His wife was married to Rick's brother. Gotcha. So Kathy and Kim were sister-in-laws. Mm -hmm. And they actually, like, from their 20s. So they, like, kind of grew up like sisters in okay. that marriage. And so Kim 
and Barry Hilton divorced. And she's been with Jason for like 30 years now, who's our, they're our best friends. Yeah. So since, because I've known them for so long, they introduced me to Kathy and Rick back Mm -hmm. when I met them because they were still very close. Okay. And so it really was kind of like family friends, how Mm -hmm. I met Kathy. I got closer with Kathy during filming for sure. Uh, But she's the one who called me like a month or two before like the official, like we're going to, she's like, if you do it, I'll do it. And I was like, and I was like, cause I was very on the fence. I put my phone down like it's and she said, she'll do it if I do it. He goes, well, if it's good enough for Kathy Hilton, it's good enough for you. <laughs> I'm like, fine, Rob. And yeah. so um, that's why I said yes, because I was like, it's Kathy Hilton, you know, mm-hmm. like, but that's how I know Kathy. Gotcha. Yeah. Last season at the reunion, watching everything with Kathy and Kyle, that was really tough for the audience. What yeah. was it like, you know, being in it and seeing all of that? Did you believe the things that were said? Where do you think these rumors from Aspen got out? Yeah. Just as like someone who is close with Kathy. So, oh my God, that's like so multi-layered. I felt bad for Kyle and Kathy. However, I didn't feel that bad for Kyle during the reunion, to be honest, because she was like coming for me out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what have I ever done other right. than be incredibly supportive of you and your sister? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm I've always been Team Kathy. Then I was like, really Team Kathy in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff with like Rena and Erica and the Aspen thing. I was in Aspen and I made it very clear. Like Kathy was pissed at the club. I said mm-hmm. that I'm the one who called production. I said, why don't you get a car over here? I'll take her home. And then Rena was happy to be next to me. The club was so loud. Mm-hmm. Like BravoCon, you're I screaming. Know. So the only person that I could hear it was Rena because she was right next to me. Or, like we were kind of in each other's ear. And I said, I'm going to take Kathy. I'm like done. And we had filmed all day. And it was like, we had got to go out for like another an hour, which you don't normally do like right. off camera. Yeah. Like, but they let us do it. No, I love that. And then she's like, you know, I'm tired. Let's go too. So then we were going and then Long story, like, I couldn't find my jacket. And I was like, you guys, and then Rin is texting me, Kathy and I are in the car, where are you? And I'm like, just go, I'll just get an Uber, it's fine. Because they were having only one car for the night. Mm-hmm. And I went around to say to everybody, the production van is going home. And then everybody else wanted to stay. So we were like, let's just get back. So I didn't know anything until the morning yeah. that all this shit went down. That being said, like, with the whole leaking of the press and stuff, I think it's pretty obvious because there's no press being leaked about our season now. Mm-hmm. So why that was intentional, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, it was my second year, and I still felt like a novice to the whole thing. So I'm like, well, maybe this is how this show works. Maybe this right. is how toxic it is. Yeah. Maybe this is what people do. Like, I don't have a contact at, like, you know, like, Rob did Lion King. We're not, like, trying to, like, <laughs> we're not, like, we're not, we're not, like in with you know, right. those people. Totally. So I was like, but why do they do that? Like, don't you want the show to play out? Like, I just didn't understand it. But it now it's far more clear to me mm-hmm. because like there's nothing else. So, but why? I'll never know. Yeah. Unless I'm in someone's head, I will never know why. Someone, I remember, I don't know if it was online or on the show, made a comment that Lisa Renna is the biggest bully in Hollywood. Would you agree That's or what disagree? Kathy said to her. Is that, okay, Kathy said it. I'm like, I just yeah. remember that being said. No, I wouldn't, no. But I don't know everyone in Hollywood. Right. I would not say, I would say like maybe on the show. Yeah. I can pre- pretty much say that. Yes. Okay. But in Hollywood, I don't know. It's like a yeah. lot of people in Hollywood. And They're, I think there's a lot of mean people in Hollywood. Oh, no, for sure. So <laughs> I know she deserves that award. Yeah. 
So we also see you with Garcelle Sutton together often. Would you say those are who you're closest with on the show? Because I know you were just in New York with Sutton. That's when we had dinner. You had yeah. to leave because you were going to see Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Sutton and I are, she's my closest friend on the show. And then second is Garcelle, like a close second. And then I, that's what I love too about <laughs> this world and these shows. It's like you could be just going at it one season and best friends yeah. the next. I've experienced that so many times off and on over yeah. the 11 years I've done it. But what was it that really brought you and Sutton together? I think Sutton and my sort of fight for a year or two was so real. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I didn't sleep. I was like calling mutual friends for like, what is up with this person? Like, I she's so cruel to me. And I'm sure she was calling other people. What's up with her? Like, we really, really like it was so real. It was like a real fight. Yeah. And because of that, because it was so authentic and real, when we decided to try and mend it off camera, we were like, we're never going to be able to become friends on camera because everyone else is very invested and hate totally. making sure we hate each other. And we figured that out as well. Then we were able to give space and understand each other in a way that we weren't influenced by other people mm-hmm. on the show. You know, we were influenced by our real friends who were like, oh, you know, you guys actually like each other. Like there was positivity behind it. Yeah. And so I think when you have real genuine feelings of like negativity when you're trying to mend it, those come from genuine feelings of mending, right? And mm-hmm. positive feelings. So then we just started saying, like, let's start over. Let's get to know each other. And we were like, it was almost like, I would say fake it to make it, right? Like in a friendship, like we would, we went to the Dodger game together and like, were we great then? No, but it was like, we both were trying and we were trying to find something that we, like, we both loved together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I had a good time. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, even though you're like not where we were today, that's how friendships progress, right? And now like, I actually just call like off show stuff. Yeah. Just call her like, just go hang out. Yeah. And it's, it even shocks me. It shocks my, our friends. Like I can, <laughs> they're like, thank God, like you guys are good because it was painful for us. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm sorry. We put you guys through that for two years. Yeah. But yeah. And same with Garcelle. Like we go through stuff this season mm-hmm. and it was real. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we're here is because. You have to go through those real emotions. And the first two years, I was just too scared to say anything. Yeah, I was like, I get that. I protected people. I held on to things. And Rob's like, only you are the one being burdened by all these things. Mm-hmm. You're you're the one absorbing all this pain and all these things that like to help people. And they're not going to help you. And it's like, help yourself. Mm-hmm. And so finally this year, I just like really like let go of that. And because I know who I am and I know that I come from a good place and but it's hard. It's a hard experience. It's very, it's yeah. very challenging. It's not for everyone, that's for sure. No, no. Sometimes I don't know if it's for me, <laughs> to no, be honest. You're great. But that's, yeah, it became very genuine at yeah. the end of it. And so, like, I love seeing them. I love that. Yeah. Baseball, Magic Mike, yeah, it, your 40th <laughs> birthday. So, okay, Magic Mike, as someone who lived in Vegas and was a regular <laughs> in the audience and on stage at that show, I loved to see Why it. were you on stage? They would bring me up for different parts. I That's became so friends much. with all the guys, and I'm like, can I do this number this time? So I've been on that stage probably six 
to 10 times. Oh, wow. I don't know. You're like anyway, 60 yeah. times. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, many a times I was like a regular at that show. I wanted to end up hosting it. If I would have stayed in Vegas, I was going to... You'd gonna... be a great host. Yeah. That's a great part for you. So much fun. But now I'm like, I'm married. I got a kid. It, it wouldn't hit like the same. But you, you never know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I, get I would it. love to do another residency in Las Vegas. But um, what happened with Sutton? Why did she have such a freak out? So... When you see on the show, you see that she's pissed off. Uh, she just, she said that, you know, she's part of a ABT, you know, she's on the board and she's, we're too elevated to be on a, sh- you know, to be out there mm-hmm. like with guys' heads in our crotches. And by the <laughs> way, it was me and Erica only. Um, but as you see on the show, there's a lot of moments where it was like she wore pants, like they, production asked us to wear pants. And as someone who's done that show many a times, there are certain parts where they can yes. only bring up a girl with who's pants. in pants. But then there's another part for like candy shop where they can only bring up a girl who's in a dress. Right. So it is definitely planned out ahead of time. Yes. And production tools and Erica said it on camera and we said, so mm-hmm. you see all the times where, where Sutton says, I'm wearing pants today, I'm wearing pants. So it's all intention of us going up. And then yeah. she gets really upset and then we're all coming for her like, it's because the pants and she she's all about the pants, <laughs> the pants, <laughs> she's all about the pants. Oh, uh, she has an obsession with pants, apparently. So I think she I still think a little bit it was that I've talked to her so many times and she's like, it wasn't that like it just we're like she's like, we're, you know, moms and, you know, we're, we live in the society and like we shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. And on the show, I said to her, like, what if I'm OK? You know, like I'm married or up. I have my kids, like I have my business, but I'm still okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. can you just give me some grace that like I'm okay? And she like calmed down because I think it's like it's really an individual thing. Yeah. But she really like was pissed. But I didn't know how pissed she was until I watched it mm-hmm. because I was still up there right. like, getting a lap dance or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know Kyle said on another podcast that she was upset that she didn't get picked. Yes. Yeah. So I but think that's was, really what it was. But the, I I understand pants. knowing Sutton so much better now yeah. and knowing her life that I do think that actually has a lot to do with it mm-hmm. about her place in society and stuff like that. And you don't want people to be to think that you are not elegant and respectful and mm-hmm. all these things like that. But I think because she wore pants and kept saying it that the girls had no other choice but to be like, well, why would you wear it then? Right. Or you could just gracefully bow out or whatever it was. So she went from like zero to a million Mm -hmm. and we're all supposed to just react to like the moment. And that's really what it was. And so, you know, but we'll see if I bring her back. She might be on stage and tell the whole other (laughs) too. Love it. But I'll say I had the best time. Right. It's such a good show. It's such a good show. But like they really threw me up there. Yeah. And love to see and it. And they had me, you know, me and Erica and Erica was like just fully going on it. And I was kind of shy, but yeah. I was having a ball. And I texted Rob and Rob was like, how'd it go? I'm like, just don't watch the episode. Don't watch. <laughs> We're just going to skip that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for getting into some shenanigans with me post BravoCon half a voice. I You sounded great. and I'm shocked it came through. It did, but we did it. And this was so much fun. I've been wanting to get you in here for a while. So for me, this week, I got to say Lisa Barlow singing Good as Gold <laughs> on the Showgirls episode of BravoCon Live. That was everything. It was so good. 
And it, she won, right? She Yes, yeah. she won. Yeah. So when she got picked to do that, right when I see my song, I was like, they're not bringing me up to sing my song, right? Because <laughs> day three of BravoCon, I don't have a voice. So when they brought her up, I was like, okay, perfect. And then she's like, come up with me. I was like, I ain't singing with you. I was like, I'll be your Ariana, though. I'll be in the background. I will just dance with you. But that was so fun. And I was so glad she won. Because that's always, that's just like such an honor for the me, too. The audience knew every word. Yeah. So that must have made you feel so yeah, good. it did. And that was like when we were at the Bravos. I know Candace is an incredible singer, yeah, you know? But I was real. I was like, good as gold. And then like one of the producers that come over and they're like, you're seated on the end. So that means you might win. Then they have John Mayer of all people announce my category. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's and, then, ideal. and then it wasn't me. And I was just, and then Brock like didn't hear them say Candace. And I was like, no, honey, I didn't get it. But he's like, but then they end the show with good as gold and choreography. And I'm like, ah, but you know what though? At the end, that's I think that's even it, more of a compliment. Literally, and then for Lisa to do that and me to get to be on stage, it so was great. just such a cool moment. So just wanted to give her a little shout out. And um, yeah, but thank you seriously so much for being here. I've been wanting to get into shenanigans with you for a long time. I can't wait until our next dinner. Yes. And tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, my Instagram is Crystal Kung Minkoff, and it's kind of the same across the board. And uh, Real Coco. Yeah, Real Coco. Enjoy Real Coco is our Instagram handle. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Sheena Shea. Shea FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Table getting tipsy, miss me, kiss me one more time, get over here, boy.